Love the way you've created a little studio to like try and turn out the noise. Try. It's a little blanket fort. Blort. <laughs> huh? I called it a blort. I'm glad you didn't hear it. <laughs> and then you repeated it. All I'm thinking is Paul, Paul Blort. Oh, Paul, Paul, Paul Blort Molly Cup. That film was shite. Hey. I hate that film. That cop I don't think he's funny. so many uh, substitute teachers. What? Every time they came in, they just put on. The fairy was the only DVD we had in the school was Paul Blart. <laughs> Why would you even own that? Film? And then we just. I, I never got to see the ending until I saw it years later because they just kept getting 40 minutes in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and at most, it was an hour and 20 minutes in, and then that was it. That movie is probably really bad. Me and my mom went to see that in the cinema. Mall cop. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> fucking died laugh. <laughs> like. You know the bit where, like, I think it's at the end. He like, well, the part from the when he's drunk and he's like with this with the statue and stuff. Die, I died that day. That was so funny. He's like absolutely pissed drunk and he's like, he's like yeah blinked at the like statue. And then there's another bit where, like, he like jumps over a fence, but just the way he does this. Anyway, it's funny. All right, fucking funny. While you're doing that, can I get all the plaster? Because the plaster got all wet, and I was from, like, from the blood. No, from the tap in there when I put my hands. And then I was trying to get it off, and then I was trying to peel off. This took so long. Did you cut your finger? Maybe. Oh, no. When? None of your business. Definitely not while she was cutting veg. Definitely not while I was cutting onion. Today before dinner. Yeah, <laughs> she was just preparing you know the peppers. It means I just shouldn't make dinner that yeah. requires a knife. I'm thinking of getting her like one of those gloves, one of those cards for her fingies. Then I'll just cut another bite. <laughs> it's not a rule. It's not like, oh, two two cups of, like cups, we're not American. Two spoonfuls, that's also American. Two centimeters, we're getting closer. Grams? <laughs> Milliliters? Two, two, two peppers. That's the correct measurement. Two peppers and two spoonfuls of blued. I don't want to put two bags in, so I'm probably going to take this one out after washing my face here. <laughs> you have other. It's your. It's your thumb, right? How much do you use your thumb? It's really sore. Well, like, you water. I wasn't thinking, and I put my hand in the tap, and I soaked through the plaster, and I hate my wet plaster. <laughs> I'm just picturing you trying to move on your face later just with your thumb, just like, oh yeah, that's like the stuff. That's difficult. You don't realise how much you use your thumbs until you need you don't have your hey, thumbs. It separates us from I was gonna say the monkeys. No, it's what makes us common the monkeys. It separates us from the penguins. That and the rest of our fingers. And the rest of our body parts. <laughs> <laughs> penguins just have karate karate paws. They got feet though. Yeah. They're pretty happy. <laughs> happy feet. Yeah. Oh, I just love that movie with the happy dancing penguin. You know, Marsh the Penguins. <laughs> Or so my auntie thought. <laughs> Traumatizing. You know. So she was trying to get you happy feet? Yeah. yeah and then she bought me March the Penguins. And, and you watched then... the baby penguin get killed by the bird? Yeah, and I cried. Oh, baby uh, apparently my mom had to put me to bed early because I sobbed so much. That's that's <laughs> what happened to me with that movie Two Brothers. Did you ever watch that movie? No. It's about two tigers. <laughs> <laughs> two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> two sisters. Depressing, and I've never finished it. 
Happy. I made my whole family turn it off. Maybe that's like, happy. Maybe it's like Phoebe. I know what happens. I know what happens at the end. I was told by someone that I went to school with. What happens at the end? I'm not gonna. What happens at the start? Well, it's spoilers for Wales. Pretty much, they get. <laughs> no, I was gonna say at the start. I was gonna tell you what what's about. Um, their mom gets like killed, or their dad, one of them, one of the parents yeah. gets killed by like poachers, and then the poachers steal the two cubs. Okay. And then the cubs get like split up. Like one of them goes to the circus, and one of them gets like he lives with a little boy. So like, that's a pretty a happy story. Oh, a boy gets a, a lion, tiger. Oh, even better. Um, the stripey. It's depressing. Sounds happy. It's not. It's about two brothers go trying to find themselves in the world. Unwillingly. <laughs> After the death of their family. It, yeah, it's it it crushed me. That's much to it's actually probably like not even that bad. Like I probably watched worse, but Bridge to it made me it made me hate circuses. That that movie. Not clowns. No, this made me hate circuses more. Okay. Um, you disturbed. You just played. Says the guy who paid money to go to <laughs> Pharmaphobia where there was loads of clowns. Yeah, that was only a third of the thing, a quarter even. Yeah, that, that's not like the whole point of circuses is the clowns. What's the picture they put on the posters? That's right, it's a clown. Yeah, I never yeah. heard of them. They what greets you on your way in? The cashiers. And then the clowns. Did you ever get those? Remember in Skill, you used to get them free tickets for those circus things? Or you get you like nothing discounts. Free. Well, like, they're like coupons. They used to just like hand them out yeah, I remember to that. like kids. I don't think there were any circuses actually. And I us. never went. Oh, did you not? No. That's, clowns. that's where I acquired my fear of clowns from that fucking clown who took my sandwich and threw it in the bin. I I what a dick. He's laughing his head off. It's not a funny story. <laughs> it's traumatizing and my dad nearly decked a clown that day. It was not okay. I was like, here's my two stories of clowns. One, my, my friend's sandwich got stolen. Two, one tried to mug my mom. I don't think I like clowns that much. I never heard your mom really got mugged by a clown. I did tell you that. No, you didn't. Yeah. Well, the mugged is probably robbed. He, uh, he, we were in Spain and he came up to us and put his hat over our face. And then he was apparently about to try to reach into our bag. My dad basically just chest bumped him like a fucking mile away. <laughs> Go on. I remember never being just as stressed as a little kid to be like, I... I'm in danger. Staring, <laughs> I don't see my dad get angry at all. He was very angry. And yet the clown, after being caught, still did like mimed away, basically. <laughs> he stayed in character. He stayed in character the entire time. I was like, whoa. You gotta respect like a robber slash clown <laughs> that stays in character. Oh, it's um, made me paranoid now. Remember we were in um, we were in Amsterdam and someone came up to try to put a pin on me. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is basically like back off, get away. <laughs> He's gonna rob me. He was like, "Oh, free pills!" Like, Get him! What? No one gets free pins away. In fairness, you're right because we learned the hard way in Rome, and <laughs> fell down a rabbit hole with that fucking dude. <laughs> we actually told that story before on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you, Listen you're back, not guys. part of the friend group. That was so funny that I came back to the rabbit, and I was like, "Oh, he's all got bracelets." He's right. Don't fucking talk to me. You could make one for like 50 cents. I think it was like Aoife or you or somebody that was like, you want mine? You want it? I Give me five euro, I'll have it. Because I also got that stupid fucking elephant that he was like, it was good luck. And then maybe gave him so much money. 
funny. I was like, no, I don't want it. I remember I came back. I came Wait. back from Rome and I, I showed my mom it. And she was like, oh, can I keep it? And I was like, well, it's not giving me any fucking good luck. So you might as well have it. Did it brought her a good luck? I don't know. Did you keep it? <laughs> she hasn't been robbed anyways. That's the main thing. Um, anyway, when it comes to clowns, I don't think I'm any more afraid of clowns than I am of just like other people that are dressed up as things. You know, like I don't like people that are dressed up as Santa. When I used when I went to Disneyland, I I didn't like you know like the Mickey Mouse and yeah, stuff. they're kind of like, crazy. I I got a high five. I don't people. like when we go it's through awesome. town. Like, I just I don't like that kind of thing. Remember, I just feel like they're gonna come up to me. Do you remember when we went to Liffey Valley once? And it was a promotion for Hotel Transylvania, and it had you know like the main vampire, Adam Sandler vampire. Oh, yeah. It was that, but the head was like in his chin, and the rest of it was like the Lord Farquaad head, just fucking massive. It was oh, that's actually I don't like. I just something. I, was like a twelve foot. It's man. not even how they look. It's I think it's when I was a child. Like fucking adults are always constantly being like, "You want to go say hi? You want to go say?" And then the fucking thing is coming towards you with its massive hands like, come here little child, let me get in a photo with you. <laughs> and it's terrifying. So I don't think I'm any more, like, it's, you know, no, it's kind of a similar thing with me. I, I'm... If you if you see a picture of Santa, a part of you isn't afraid that you won't be able to sleep tonight. Yeah, so, okay, well, I don't have yeah. the same kind of fear. Like, so then, I, that's not the same as clowns for me. Either. If you saw a clown, probably be like, ah, no, I don't. Oh, I, I just that. don't like them. Like, I'm not, like, like, deathly terrified. But no, I don't like circuses because of the animals. Except I went to a circus before that was just like a trapeze circus. I, I and that was um, with animals. That was nice. I didn't know they did them wrong. I never went to one with animals either. That's oh. that's the ones that... I don't think they're allowed to do it anymore, but that's like when you see the posters. The ones with clowns are the ones that have animals in cages. See, clowns are bad. So I don't, don't think those it. ones that we went to, like that the skills gave you. Yeah, I don't think they I remember anymore. actually they had like some of them had snakes and stuff but they didn't have like animals really like in no like the show part oh. it was kind of like at the end you could get your photo with it like a snake or something yeah I just remember like birds or something yeah I have like close that. encounters with loads of clowns it's, it's almost just as scary when they're normal people it was at Tail Park there was a the clowns came the, mm. the, 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 there was a circus there was a circus the clowns came they arrived in, in the middle of the night one day <laughs> one day they weren't there the next day I came back the, the whole tent was set up I was like when did you set up I left here at 8 and I'm back at 6 what did you, when did you do this but they were there and they were like asked us to get bothered and stuff for them and I was like okay <laughs> I got some bothered why are you trying to lock kids in here <laughs> and then, <laughs> then later on the day like when I was going home we, I had to like get something back there and then on my way I just saw a clown like smoke just like hey <laughs> what you're a normal person what why are you a clown why what made you want to have a bigger mouth than the mouth you have and bigger like what why I, I don't get like it why do you want to wear a hat that's too small for end up why? Back to clowns. <laughs> why do you want to wear giant pants what are you hiding under there? Pies? They're just trying to look silly. Chicken pies. Chicken pies. <laughs> I kept quoting that bit from uh, Chicken Run. Chickens go in, pies come out. <laughs> Ooh, what, what kind, kind of pies? pies? <laughs> oh, the apple. Apple's my favourite. They're chicken. Chicken, you. She calls them chicken. Probably clown. You chicken. Anyway. Hello, my freaky darlings. <laughs> My name is Neve, and welcome back to the Nervous Lobsters podcast. What? You're doing a very, like, like sultry. Sultry is the right word? No. Probably not. You're doing a very, like, 
like Class. we're sitting on a big in a big armchair by a roaring fire like and today we will be discussing yeah can you hear that that uh like the, the fucking <laughs> fire. fire is that <laughs> ah wood my favorite Today by Kathy, as always, and Aaron. I didn't think of a funny prompt before this, and I never have before. Aaron, you didn't need a prompt. You didn't need to think of a prompt. You came <laughs> Just up with say the thing. Um, today we're going to be talking about one of the best films ever, and I'm not being sarcastic. And it has <laughs> one of the best. Films. Nothing to do with clowns. <laughs> nothing to do with clowns or circuses. Yeah, I shouldn't have been part of this. But it's like yes, Knives Out. Directed by Ryan Johnson and released in some year. I want to say 2018? No. 19? Oh, no. 2020? No. no. 2020 was last No, she got it for Christmas. Oh, did she? Maybe. It was either... I think it was... <laughs> I think it was... It was either... Ben or some other time. It was either 2019 or the very beginning of 2020. Can we check? Okay, well now that... I'm just really us. interested. I want to know what year came out. We have the DVD. It's insane. <laughs> we also don't have the box. We just have it the... It says it on the thing. It says copyright. Okay, well, I'll just find out here. It's, it's the computer. I'll like... go get some wood. The <laughs> <laughs> response was going to be nom, nom, nom. <laughs> and it still is. Anyway, why don't... While I look up the date, why don't you just talk about, um, like, your experience with, like, the first time you saw the movie or whatever. I mean, when have you ever started talking in the podcast? She <laughs> always, she always looks to us. She's like, one of us asks. We can't. 2019, I was correct. Which look? No, you at didn't. That. You said 2018 first. I said 2019 or 2019, and then you said 2020. So shut. Fight. So we're all wrong. <laughs> um, I you tell us about your first experience. Okay, with it. I went to see this in the cinema Whoa. with. My mom. Jesus I think I want to see it twice. It me. I think I want to see it twice. Yeah, but you want to see it with me first. Okay, well, I feel like if I had paused and then said you, my mom would have been upset. So either way, I was going to upset somebody. So I'd rather our only listener be satisfied. Stop, that's not okay. <laughs> I made. <laughs> and we went, yes, I went to see it. Absolutely adored it. Went to see it again. Loved it even more. It's just a truly perfect film. It's amazing. I, mean, I say that I'm probably going to not rate it all tens. I'm going to really try my best not to rate it all well, tens. Perfection's impossible. So I mean, I say that I gave Mulan a lot of tens. I don't know. I gave it a one ten. I give. Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, I only gave it one ten. Wow, you hated Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
didn't even have an 8.9 for fuck at some point. Anyway, I love it. I actually truly like. But why do you not? Because it's so smart. Like, I love that, like, you're going into it like, ooh, this is a murder mystery. Okay? Like, it's got, like. It's got, like, yeah, it's got, like, Columbo or, like, Agatha Christie kind of vibes. You know what I mean? You're going in, like, big mansion, real, like, like, I love the style of it that's real, like, um, you know, very murder mystery. Like, you get, you know, you the get it from the... Aesthetic. Yeah. There's knives everywhere. There's yeah, there's, like... Random props. Really rich family, you know, everything about it. So you go in that this is what it's going to be about. And then they flip the switch when they tell you who the murderer is. Okay, guys, whoever has not seen this movie, shut the fucking podcast <laughs> off right now, shut the okay? Fucking door. I don't want you listening to another fucking Nuh-uh. word if you haven't seen this fucking movie. You have to go watch it. It is perfect. I have it on DVD. You can I borrow will... it if you want, Maeve. <laughs> Damn it, I'm making the joke there. <laughs> Maeve's seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. But anyone else idea. who happens to be listening to this, you've got to just go watch it. It is, it's too good to. But like, it's a, it would also be annoying if you heard what like the twist <laughs> yeah, is. This yeah, is a no. who done it. So listen and find out who did it. Like, that would be a stupid idea. <laughs> Although so, it wouldn't matter. Right. It's great for rewatching. I'm gonna be spoiling everything. So go away. You've never warned anyone of spoilers <laughs> this entire time. I know, but this is a big one. This is yeah. like you gotta. I think we warned Prestige as well. Like the big. These are the big spoilers. Um. Our Wi-Fi ruined this and the twist for me. <laughs> of the Prestige. I mean, no, you guessed the end of Prestige. I never guessed it. I hadn't a fucking breeze. As you could tell from the podcast directly after. <laughs> You're so hyper-focused for the like, movie that afterwards your brain was like... Uh. My brain was mush after watching it. Anyway, so they flip it around. Like, literally, like... On like half an hour into the movie, maybe less, they flip it around and they tell you and show you who murdered, like who, who done it, who yeah, who done us, <laughs> yeah, they did it. So you're like, it it flips it from being a murder mystery, who done it kind of movie to a crime, like to a kind of crime movie that's like, will the bad guy get away kind of movie. You know what I mean? Like, even though they're kind of similar, they're probably both in the kind of crime mystery kind of realm. They're different. They're, they're yeah. And they just, they do that and they flip it. So they throw you off the whodunit. They like, they kind of are like, we told you now. You don't need to think about it anymore. And then it's still a whodunit. All along it was a whodunit. And it's just amazing. Yeah, it goes from being a whodunit to... It's like a crime song, but you know that in normal whodunits, who did it? <laughs> <laughs> What's it to you? Um, <laughs> that the person who did the crime gets caught. There's always the monologue at the end of the movie mm. where he's going to do his big old speech. Exactly. And he's like, like hey, it could girl. be you, but I know it's not. Yeah. It could be, but it's not. It's you, though. So you're like, she's going to get caught. Because we know what the real story is, we're up for her at the same yeah. time. We so want, we want her to it. survive. But at the center of the story... You want to work this donut in, don't you? I can see your fucking brain ticking away. <laughs> the whole story is like a donut with a hole in the middle. And then you get to a certain movie and you find out that the donut hole you know, is not okay, a donut. I know we slag it, okay? I know we say... No, like, it's just, amazing. No, no, but I know we like quote it and it's such a funny line. But he's fucking right. The story you think... You think... <laughs> There's just, you know, 
There's there's a donut with a hole in the middle. The hole is gonna be like the who donut. Then you think the hole is filled. We know who with a donut hole, which is Marta <laughs> being the killer. But then that's not a donut hole at all. <laughs> but, a donut. but another donut with its own hole. <laughs> With the hole in that is Chris Evans. And it's like, what? I want to use that quote at every part of my life. I'm sure there's a way to work it it's into almost anything. With his own hole. He's amazing. What's the Daniel digital Craig image you get? Do you picture just a really cute little tiny donut inside the donut? Or do you just not picture anything I at all? I picture a really, really small donut oh, inside the donut. Yeah, I imagine like a donut and then what you'd imagine a donut. You know, like donut holes where they sell literal the bit that comes out of the middle of the donut. What? I imagine that. Wait, 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 wait. They don't sell that. They do. That's what's a donut. You can buy a donut hole. Yeah, that's why. No, that's why he can. says a donut hole. Yeah. Wait, sorry. Explain this again. Like my for my great French bake off <laughs> knowledge, this does not sound correct. She's I, saying the bit you cut out of a donut. I you don't think... cut out the bit from a donut. Okay. Well, well you do technically. No, you on don't. Your flat sheet. You cut. You don't. You 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 put it. You make it into a ring, and then you put the ring in. Oh okay. no! I've seen how they do it in like fast food places, and they. they I have think a, they yeah. I think they, they like like a stencil down. Yeah. And then all the bits that are left over, they I've seen them. They just push it back together and make a new sheet and cut it again. So weird. So I'm They're pretty sure that's why he says like, but not a donut hole. I thought just because he's. It's rambling. a donut with its own hole. Like I think there's literally a, something called a donut hole. Which is like, it's kind of like a dough ball. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's just a, a, a lump of dough that would have gone in that. So I'm imagining that, hole. but with its own hole. I see how he got so invested in talking about it because we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, he is the best lines in the entire... He's so funny. He's so... Just, he just keeps rambling and he doesn't even know what he's talking about. And then eventually he's like, yes, I know what I'm talking about. There is a donut hole. I think he's just fishing for stuff until like some he can like accidentally catch something yeah. and then he's like oh shit yes I'm correct. He talked about his method about it just being like he essentially stumbles into yeah. stuff and that's how he, I just, mean, like, he lo- accepts everything. A lot he's of like, it's oh, luck though, you know. I don't like, think it's luck. No, but you know the bit with the dogs in the in I the garden. I think he would have found it though. No, I think he would have found it. But would he have found it and realized it was a fresh like cut off yeah, the thing? Yeah. That's like, Where did that come from? And he would look around like, oh. I think some part of it is about. I look. think his thing is that he tries everything. Yeah. He he's not yeah. he doesn't assume that he knows anything. Yeah. He doesn't like he's think, not afraid of failing. So he's just like, what about that? And I even the mud is like mud. Did it rain? He's like, huh? We're leaving footprints. Wait a second, footprints. <laughs> Like he, I mean, he does, the other cops should have copped that as well. Like you know, yeah. The other two should have. Really uh, the other that. two are kind of Egypt though. I love the guy who's like I a think, fanboy. I think him. he's an Egypt. I think the other guy's good, but he he's made his conclusion. He's like, he, it, yeah, was he, it was a suicide. I don't suicide. care about investigating this. Yeah, you're right. Actually, um, but what's great about Daniel Craig's character as well is that, like, he is. You know, they try to pretend that he's like bad. But, like, he is still, like, the classic, like, Columbo or Poirot and all those characters because he, at the beginning, knows who it is. I mean, he well, knows... He figures it out He right figures away. out when he sees her, she's got something to do with it. And he on. does the thing, like, they do it in Columbo and all those shows, like, all the time, where they're like, would you mind showing me around the grounds? Would you mind, like, would you mind helping me out with this case? And that's always the person who did it. 
Like, it's yeah. always, like, that's... Oh, is it? I didn't know. Yeah, in Colombo, he always... Colombo, he reminds me so much of Colombo because Colombo pretends like he's an Egypt. Like, he just... Like, he's, he is a bit I, of an no, Egypt, but he, I, like... I think his thing is that, unfortunately, the southern accent makes you sound a little bit dumber. I think it's because they, they elongate everything yeah. when they talk. I don't think he's... I think he's very smart. I don't think he's even... Well, sometimes he is. CSI, you, KFC? You know, when he's trying to mm-hmm. bait... Um, I don't remember any of their names... He's trying to bait uh, the wife and the husband. Oh, um, uh, uh, Curtis, James Curtis. Yeah, he's trying to bait, and she's like, "You, you think you can bait me?" And then the other guy is like talking. He's like, "Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. No way. Yeah, he's like, like I don't know, like because he's obviously we've been told he's good, but then he throughout the movie he's quite shite." But then he still obviously was good all along because he did have an idea. Like I never thought he was shy. No, but they kind of make you feel like he's a bit like stumbling upon these things. He's like, I have no leads. Yeah, like he's just going along with it. Like, like otherwise he would have come to the conclusion of a suicide if it wasn't for the fact that like someone was like, you've got to investigate this murder further. This murder further. I, I love a thing that was like talking about how great the lines in this movie are and it was summed up by the line that he says at the end where he was like what what is it the the nasty child masturbating in the bathroom said <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that is the best writing I've ever heard in a movie ever said in a beautiful southern accent and I just I love the fact like that scene is so good for what like the family like you don't spend a lot of time with with any one of them except like Chris Evans, but yet they're all so fantastic together. Like they're so good. Like that scene is so good when like the fucking like guards are just standing there, like enjoying the show as they rip to shreds each other. Which rip that each the, other to the, shreds the, even. The of the world. Yeah, before right beforehand when he's like eat shit, eat shit. <laughs> And like, definitely it's, uh, it's fantastic and like I love all the different like characters you know like you have like Jamie Lee Curtis who's like oh I built my business from the ground up like I am like the, like, the like best my father part. yeah like I am like my own person and there's Joni who's like the sister-in-law who's like oh I'm in like she's literally the Guanajuato she's like yeah. oh like it's like promotes like an inner what was she saying like it promotes it's like it's not just it's not just skincare but it's, it's a like, whole lifestyle it promotes she says something like that are two she says something like it promotes positive energy but also and she uses something that I was like those two things I don't know like it was just such a general like it's like my book is about murder but it's also about life like just like you just use two really like broad random things like just she's just so funny I love the way she's like they're they're family I feel simultaneously freed by and supported by them at all times (laughs) and she's like annoying Jamie Lee yeah and she won't even like stand up and dance and then you have her daughter who's like the classic like oh I'm in college I'm kind of like you know Okay, I'm too good for you. I know my politics and all this kind of shit. And yeah. then you have the other extreme, her cousin, who's like 
Nazi boy masturbating in the bathroom. <laughs> in his defense, he was not masturbating in the bathroom. Yeah. But he is a Nazi boy. And then there's the brother who's like, you know, he just like lives off the dad basically. Like he just publishes books and his wife is crazy. She kind of scares she's me. She's so funny. She like what is I can't remember what her name is, but when like he's like, "Oh, she's my rock." And then like someone like like drops a plate or something and she's like, "Oh!" <laughs> she's like, she's like, "Oh my god, are you okay? Relax." She's so funny. Like she's the classic like lady who like she's the very stereotypical like um conservative lady. Mm. Like the very like, "No, no, you don't understand. They're they're stealing our culture." the audacity and then like when he's like eat shit she's like don't talk about me in front of my son she's like you're one of the Simpsons go someone please think of oh, the yeah. children the priest's wife yeah she's yeah. like she's like that um, um, yeah she's definitely a Karen anyway I can see her being like I want to talk to your supervisor yeah um, who else I think is there they're all just such well written characters they're all they all feel like real people who I've seen or met in my oh, yeah, life oh yeah 100% I, none of them feel like they're just over the top written for a movie ah uh, Joni's a bit I've oh met no, people there's like that. people like her. I That's just, the problem. I've met loads of people like her. And I'm <laughs> and like, they're intelligent like people, but they've just convinced themselves of this weird thing and they're like, no, that's who I am now. Like, what, no. What's that actress's name again? Tony Clatt. Oh, she's so funny. She's so funny. I love her in Bridget Jones. She's, she's in Bridget Jones. In Real's Wedding. Yes. She's so she's such a she's so good in this. Um but yeah, I don't know. They're all shit, but at the same time, like you can't help but feel a little bit like I don't know not sorry for them because they are all like hard, like they're all like assholes or whatever to Marta and stuff but like they're not bad people really yes, they are like yes they are half of them are racists yeah for okay, starters oh, yeah, definitely they love the thing where none of them know where Marta's actually from none of them actually Ecuador a Brazil none of them care yeah none of them cared enough to actually ask they just assumed based on her skin colour or something where she's or from or like her accent yeah and that yeah. was it so half of them are have very weird opinions on that the other half are just sort of loons I think the funny thing is like you're made to like really like um, obviously the guy who's murdered Christopher Plummer mm-hmm. um, you're made to really like him because you see his interactions with Marta and he, they just seem like really sweet but like he's, he's the same yeah he's them. like I don't think he, he is I, I think he see, has learned from I think things he has, he's done in his life I think he has more like sense than all the others like I think like he's very like he understands everything but like at the same time I think that like the, like, the, the kids learned like this behavior from somebody uh, yeah i wouldn't i don't also, blame parents for everything kids do kids we're back <laughs> okay also, yous aren't as bad as your parents maybe i don't know also, or worse um <laughs> no i just was like please don't do the kids thing again i was like please don't um i find that like like you know like the way he wants like he's like stops Marta from like calling the ambulance and stuff like that and like if he had just let her do that he'd be alive kind of a thing I think it's like obviously like he's he's thinking logically or not you know in what he thinks is logical and he's like he's trying to save her you know and I he's a nice person for doing that but the fact that he's I don't know like she's the professional in that situation the fact that he's not like he's 
thinking that he can like save her instead of just like you know I, what I mean I, I look at it a little differently I look at like he's found a friend in her like he's literally gonna mm. give all of his everything he owns to her cause she means so much to him so I think he knows he's she's told him the fact he's gonna die either way from what he knows yeah and he's just looking away to save her and her family from being yeah no I, I deported so I think, I think I think he's a very caring person who's just over theatrical I think he also like saw like an opportunity be like this will be a cool death <laughs> like I think in his mind he is ready to die like he yeah. knows he's like right. doesn't have long so you're, th- you're thinking he, he wants was to kind of like he's like he I want he was like I'm I'm ready no I'm gonna die but I don't want to die and let someone <laughs> I want everyone with. to wonder why did I yeah he'd also like settled loads of things that he was worried about like he cut everyone off hopefully yeah. set them on a path that he thinks is right for them I do think like in a sense like I do think he was right like they're all like fucking savages mm-hmm. like the, the way they were going on and fighting over money and stuff like he was right to to like cut them off and I don't think he's a bad character like a bad person I mean but like I'm just saying like I don't think he's as good as the you know that like Martin the memories like, yeah. of, her, of him yeah, yeah. Like, but then again I, I, I don't I, think anyone lives up to the memories and stuff no. that they the have the impression I got from him was although he I think he's he cares about people I think he was probably quite distant the fact that uh, was Jamie Lee Curtis I don't know yeah. uh, she was saying oh you have to do that with dad you have to find a game yeah. to play it's mm-hmm. like he that's, like that's he, how he was he wasn't he wasn't a good he wasn't I feel, caring I, I feel like that makes it sound like he wasn't he wasn't like a good dad. I don't think this necessarily means you're not a good dad. I think he could be better though. Just a bit distant. But if... Yeah, I guess if you managed to find... Like Jamie Lee Curtis seemed to have a really good relationship with him. Because yeah. they found a thing. And I don't think... Like... Um, people they, they put down Walt in this movie. Like they're saying... They seem to be mean to him. Being like, oh, he just produces a thing. You know, that, like as if his dad burdened him with this. He still produces the book. It's still a good thing. It's not like his dad just saddled him with this crap thing. I do think that's pretty shit of... Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, no, I do think that's pretty shit of Christopher Plummer, of um, of Harlan, to cut his son out of that when that is his... Like, it's oh, not yes. It's not like... But like, they're I understand. No, no, I know. They're not anymore. <laughs> no, they are. Because they they've been making their own money for the past like 30 years yeah but they like all of them saving. have all of them except was, maybe Joni what I was gonna say is that like like I understand putting them out of the will and stuff and not wanting them to get any more money and stuff like that because they are just you know greedy for the money and stuff like that and I do understand like you know maybe wanting like his um like Chris Evans's character to like make something of himself and stuff like that but I don't like I feel like Walt is too old I don't know not that he's too old but like he can't build something of his own anymore he's just gonna have to go and work somewhere else to write his own books but like he's so never... he, he's saying that he obviously believes that he has some talent in it because I don't think he would tell someone they can do something if they can't I guess and now he has loads of connections from producing or publishing books for years and he's they're rich like look at the clothes they wear they're not just borrowing from their dad every week you know so yeah. I think he's fine are they all get an allowance though do they? I well, think Joni so. no, that was, that was Joni definitely because she's not 
I would be surprised, like, because they, like, she definitely does, Chris Evans definitely does. I wouldn't be surprised if Walt was getting an allowance. Maybe not Jamie Lee Curtis, because she believes in her mind that she, like, I love when uh, Daniel Craig makes the point, he's like, yeah, with the million. No, Chris Evans. Oh, it's Chris Evans. With the million dollars. Okay. No, it just got tickled, it's fine. I know, but you're, you sound like you're getting all throaty. Okay, sorry. Chris Evans says with the um, the million dollar investment or loan from yeah, so she's not self made. No, or like she is, but don't don't claim that you. That's like Donald Trump. Like you can't say that you're the most amazing businessman when you like had this massive loan that most people can't get. You had you had a boon that could make almost the worst person a business succeed. Yeah, because you can pay people to do it. And he failed, didn't he? I mean, loads of his businesses were going back bankrupt. He's just like. So, anyway. and Joni, I also completely understand why she, why he took her off because I, I mean, like. she was double dipping, but also she doesn't see like if she says she's broke after she gets an allowance and she has her own business and she's also like get like taking more money, yeah, like and double shows. dipping. Also, that say, means she's stupid. <laughs> I should say I, I think that's just something she told her daughter. I think she even lied to her daughter because. The other detective, the fanboy one, was like, oh, it's her. Like, she's an Instagram idol or something like that. Which means she probably does loads. And if she has her own company, she probably right. does loads of brand she, yeah, she just loads she, of advertising. You think she's just greedy. She just yeah. wants... Yeah. She wants a huge that, that, amount. Yeah, yeah, I can believe that. Because for some yeah. reason, apparently, your one's college costs... A hundred thousand a year. Like, what? I, for what? I think that's, like... I think that's a, just an amount. But it sounds like she's been studying it for, like, six years or but something. She said no, you said years. for the past four years. Yeah, but then she's She was in her final year. She, she said. said she has to go back next year. Oh. She did a master's. Yeah, probably. Um, but, um, yeah, I think, they're, I think they're all still, like, just back to the point of him being good or bad, I still don't know, but I don't think he left any of them high and dry, except maybe Chris Evans. I think the only, like, if they were left high and dry, they deserved it because they were clearly mismanaging their own, their money. Mm-hmm. They were obviously were, in, were being too cavalier with, like, how they were like, spending Imagine, it. like, Chris Evans doesn't have a job. Imagine getting that much of an allowance off your granddad that you can own a BMW and that massive house. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, like... And because obviously he's then still comfortable enough to go into a country club, you know what I mean? Like he does. It's not like they're the only things Doing I have, and I don't drugs. have money. You know what I mean? Like he. Hey, we don't know. Like, it's just like uh, that's how much of an like it's not even like like Christopher Plummer should have been like I'm cutting you down to like like minimum wage. <laughs> yeah, like you know what I mean. Not that like I'm not saying he should have done that, but I'm saying like that's how ridiculous these people were with their money that they were like this is how much I'm getting from my grandfather or my father like that's why they were like I need to get something from his will because I was so used to getting this allowance yeah like so, they're so, all something screwed. interesting is like I think in, out of a fairness thing he doesn't let any of them have any money but he has nothing against Jamie Lee Curtis no he doesn't have anything I think he, no he knows that she he knows that she'll be okay yeah, but I'm saying like she, like, for her not to not get the house is kind of, unless he's like she's. But like, head. like, like she probably didn't even grow up in that house. He says in like they say in the eighties. 
No. Like that that's when he bought that house. So that's not that's not like, oh, this is the house. Like, you know, I understand like I understand like Chris Evans or like the grandkids being a little bit more attached to that house because they probably like went there all the time when they were kids. But for like Jamie Lee Curtis is not attached to that house. She just wants it because it's another property she can own. See she's still attached to it. Like it's 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 got loads of stuff in it that are some summation of all the books he's written. I guess, but like who doesn't want that big knife wall? Yeah, it's pretty sick. It's like and the fucking Iron Throne. Like, I, was, I was watching a thing earlier that was talking about... Oh, I forget the... It's like Strovsky's gun or something? Oh, if, if you don't... If something if you, is in I don't the know, scene, I don't know the it name. should be used. Um, so like if there's a gun on a table okay. and you don't use it, you've made a false promise no, to it's, your... No, it's, the thing is, if there, if you're in a bar... Or if you're like in a room and there's a gun above the mantelpiece, by Act Three, the gun should be off the mantelpiece. Like it should be used. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know, but there's like it's a literal like. I'm sorry. Um. So for the whole movie, like, in as many shots as possible, apparently it's it's in frame, like it purposely pushes the camera into a weird part of the room, so there's always a little bit of the knife fall in frame, even though you don't know what it's for. You don't read. Really, you're like, I assume someone's getting stabbed, but I don't know. I really thought that that was just gonna like that was just from uh, that was just from like all the promotional material. Just, just, it's just like, for the, like you know, the just aesthetic. for the shot. Yeah, for the aesthetic. I didn't think like that they were gonna bring it. Um, why am I in Yahoo? Like, why is that a thing that we're doing here? Sorry, you're still on Yahoo. Apparently, you. I'm looking, oh, up, I'm looking up Goofle. Love that one. What? That's the one that goes, Yahoo! Oh, he's my Google one. <laughs> Did you know Google owns like so many variations of the word Google? Yeah, I mean, it's smart business. Yeah, like they own like versions of Google where there's way too many O's, where you do like each letter is done wrong slightly. It's great. It's I mean, they true. own Google, so they can do whatever the fuck they want. You can like... search, search towels and Google would come up. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why tiles came to mind. Huh. <laughs> You're so original. For the listeners at home, there's a towel in front of me. Just in case. Imagine, sorry, I'm um, just saying this subject, but I'm imagine being. Oh, it is Chekhov's. Did you say Chekhov's? No, I said like Swarovski's. Oh, it's Chekhov's gone. I didn't even need Google. Yahoo told me that. I was saying, imagine being Marta, who. Not only has just lost her best friend, who she was like working with, but has now just been giving a life changing amount of money. Yeah, very and, true. And a house. Yeah, I, I feel you know at the beginning when like she, you know, you you first see her and she wakes up, and like then she gets like the call that she's like been told to, to go to the house early and stuff like that, so that like the police can talk to her. And like you know, obviously at the time you're thinking like oh she's just upset because her friend died like you don't know that like she's connected and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but it's like imagine how guilty she she probably is thinking because she doesn't know she's gotten the money so she's probably thinking like it's so horrible that like i killed like she still thinks she killed him like you know what i mean she's like i i I can't believe i killed my friend and now i'll like you know she's probably obviously still like worried jesus why can't i speak she's obviously worried that like how am I going to make a living now I have to find a new job I mean she's a nurse I think she'll get a job pretty easy yeah, I mean, you I mean she might have a bit of PTSD those at home 
care jobs might be difficult, more difficult than work to come by, or maybe it'll be further away from where she lives, and it might be more awkward. Or in fairness, she they, might get on with the person. They as do well. tell her right away they're gonna look after her. Yeah, true. Like mm. they, because they also they're so they funny. Do I love the way they, they do keep saying like, that. I love the whole so the funny. weird thing, and we don't they don't really expand on it too much. Where loads of people keep saying, "Oh, we I I wanted you at the funeral, but I was outvoted." Yeah. By who? No, who no. They who? all just agreed. Yeah. They all just, just decided, family. like, we're not inviting Marta to the fucking funeral. Like, what comes? Very yeah. Weird. It's really weird that they wanted the funeral so private. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty common, though, in like America. Yeah, no, the countries that aren't <laughs> aren't Ireland. Mm. Well, I think it's strange when there's not like two hundred people out there. <laughs> I don't know how two hundred two. There wouldn't be two hundred people who know who I am. Maybe thirty-three. But I don't. I don't think that's the thing. I don't think it matters. It's just anymore. people, people in the air, like oh, yeah. Or there's people who sandwiches there who want to like be there for other people who are just attending rather than. My grand is the funniest. Him going to them, he's always like, "Oh, I had a lovely spread." <laughs> How many funerals have you been to that that's what you're looking forward to now? Yeah, lovely spread at a funeral. It's like, oh, it was great. They had his back afterwards. Wonderful. That was a nice mass. Yeah. Good, good he does man. a good mass. He does a good mass. <laughs> um, the funniest thing was my my nana talking about there was a priest that um he was really camp and she was pretty sure was gay as well. And it was just so funny seeing her do the thing where she's like, That's great. It's just wonderful. That the priest was gay. Yeah, I think so. How was that great? I think she it was her way of being like, I like this person. <laughs> She wanted to show she was yeah, accepting. But, you know, like, when people, like, old people just don't know how to show it properly, and the way to show it properly is just, don't be talking about it. What are you doing? It's really funny. <laughs> okay. Maybe cut I that like, out. I feel like your nana needs to understand what a priest is. Maybe she's thinking, you know, that's great. I love that he was gay, and he was like, nah, I can't be with a man. No, I think she had a theory that, there, that he, she really had a boyfriend. <laughs> I think there was something really weird about it all. I don't remember. It was years uh, ago. There's always all these stories about the priest getting off with the, with the people around the town. <laughs> no, not about that. Oh. No, about, <laughs> like, about them having like girlfriends and you know kids and all this it's kind the of new, new test. Don't call me father like it doesn't turn you on. No. Oh, let's cut all this out. <laughs> <laughs> um, priest chat. <laughs> like about chat. <laughs> But I, I think, back to Marta, I think she does an absolute great job at, like, fulfilling his, like, instructions. She's like, incredible. I don't know how the so fuck she got amazing. away with it. At, like, she climbs, the, like, a trellis. Yeah. In the middle of the night. It's, it's, a t- it's like three stories up that she has to go as well. Climbing through a tiny little window. I don't know how she does it. Apparently the only part in that house that's creaky is the one stair yeah and even though they're on the top floor it doesn't make any noise was there anyone else dying like I thought it was hilarious that no one put the L one to bed oh that the granny the, her granny was sitting staring out the window at like what 12 12 past hours? midnight yeah yeah and no one thought everyone was in bed no one thought oh the, this lady is older than the man who died <laughs> Is still up out of bed, and no one thought to put her to bed. I feel so bad yeah. for her. I love and that scene when um, real song. <laughs> no, I love that scene when um, Daniel Craig goes to like 
like talk to her oh yeah and he's like i hope i'm not presuming too harshly of your like family but like i think i'm the first person to console you he's like i'm sorry i'm sorry if it is as i expect that i'm the first to console you about the loss of your son and you're like oh yeah very true jesus yeah and i love that he's just speaking to her at a normal because obviously for some you know for a lot of old people you do need to raise your voice but like he's not assuming that she's like deaf whereas his literal like her literal family members who know what her like medical thing is are screaming at her but she's just like I'm just ignoring you don't fucking talk to me that's his thing he doesn't assume anything she's crazy he lets the facts be for themselves he just looks at the what is it the arc of inevitability or something rainbows rainbows (laughs) terminus or something like that it, it's a book. Oh, I no, I never read it. No one has, but I like the title. <laughs> Everything he says is just gold. Yeah, he has some great lines. I love at the beginning of the movie as well when he's trying to annoy them by playing the piano key in the middle of the interviews. And yeah, because he's saying like, it's off key what they're saying. Is that what he's saying? Oh, sorry, I thought you knew that. He's saying like because it's when they say he's not just trying to annoy them. It's when they say something that doesn't line up with something else. So he wants to like make, he wants he to get just the trying cup. to get under their skin. He's like going he like goes ding like it's like it's off key of the story pretty much. Like he does it when oh he God. does it when like um I think Walt says something about something about the publishing company. I can't or remember. About his kid. No, no, I think it's about the publishing company. He's I, not a Nazi. Um oh, they they all kind of, a few of them have the thing and uh, they, he does it to every one of them. Except maybe Meg. Yeah, we don't see her for very long. Yeah. Um, I thought he was just doing it to judge their character because certain people just do a little glance, mm-hmm. whereas others like completely are like, whoa, 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 who's this? And you can kind of tell a lot about like how calm and collected someone is versus how reactive someone is. I love when um, Joni is like, wait, you're famous. Saw, yeah, she's like, I saw a tweet. About a New Yorker article about you. She didn't like and then read. Jamie, Jamie Lee she Curtis read, is like, yeah. I read, I read the New Yorker. New yeah, Yorker she's like, yeah, I read that article. I thought it was delightful, and so like, I just love the different kind of like people that they are. But I, I love also love the reactions to like the difference. Like, you're, Joni's like, oh my god, you're famous. Like, I like mm-hmm. you. Meanwhile, Jamie Lee Curtis is like, you're famous. Leave us alone. Yeah, <laughs> like we I know, know what, what you're up to. Like, go away. Like, stop investigating our family. Like. Another thing about the Chekhov's gun? Yeah. Because I was looking at a video earlier about it. And um, they're talking about all the different bits of foreboding in this movie. That uh, they're, they're kind of talking about the best way to do who done it is that there's just enough clues that someone could figure it out. Mm. But it's actually about the order that they're fed to you that stops you from figuring it out almost. Yeah. But it can't be too simple or too difficult. You can't not tell them something. And there's loads of stuff. Like... Um, they were using the uh, example of the... Sorry, I'll let you... I'll let you. Sorry, sorry. I am aware we watched the same video. I didn't watch it all. I just um, have watched it before. <laughs> there was one where they're listing the facts at the beginning. So they're talking about like, the creaky stairs. They're talking about when people left, when people went to bed. And they talk about the fact that later on in the night, the dogs barked and it woke Meg up. And you're like told that random fact. Oh, okay. And then... But like as you hear it, you think, oh shit, that's the murderer. You know, like as you hear that the first time, but then because it doesn't come back, because we find out 
like we find out that she did it like like five minutes later mm. and the dogs have nothing to do with it we don't we forget that piece of information it's kind of what the movie does so well they make they force you to not pay attention to the details because you're like I because know because I know the story I know who did but it. they do give you a lot of details so hoping that you probably forget like some of them yeah because later on Daniel Craig again he looks at the dog and the dogs don't bark for anyone and he's like a dog is a great judge of character and then later on Ransom comes and he's the only person they've barked at yeah and like that we should know then but we don't it's quite interesting because I remember when I was watching that movie first thinking Chris Evans is the murderer because he's the only one that doesn't get interviewed at the beginning and I remember thinking that and then they convince you it's not him by telling you who the murderer is they tell you that she and and it's not 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 a Madonna anymore he, he didn't murder him like he tried to but he didn't successfully murder him. He's not the murderer. The, it is a suicide. But it's just... Oh, so good. Um, but again, later on, the old lady says, Ransom, back again already? But we think she's senile. And because she said goodbye to him at the party, yeah. we think that she's just seeing someone. But it's not. That's not the case. But they're telling us the whole way through the movie that it's him. I love so films like that. They're basically like like spelling it out and you're just not taking the cake. But it's the order of the clues is what matters. They don't tell you them in the way I'm saying it now. They tell you them in a kind of all over the place mixed in with other clues about other stuff. Yeah. So you just don't think about them. It's I know. So and a lot good. of them are coming with like other leads. So you're yeah. kind of following that. So you just like forget about like the little bits and bobs. Like, you know, with the bit with the dogs. Like, aren't you, aren't we distracted because she finds that piece on the ground? That, that that she broke off the trellis so she's like trying to hide it yeah, yeah that, that first, so the first you're kind time... of being like oh no like kind of get rid of it hide it kind of thing so you're maybe I, not really actually, as the, the, when he first says the line it's when they just discovered the muddy footprints as well so you're like oh geez she just got away with that phew yeah, yeah. Hide like you said like oh the dogs came by oh they went, went over the footprints as well they'll never yeah. get that they're like being distracted like they're yeah. kind of throwing things in here and there to kind of Throw you um, off. There's so many it's twists like, and turns that you it's don't have time like to figure out. Like the prestige, out. you know, you think that you think the trick is over here, but actually the trick is over there. They're trying to make you look over here. Whoa, what's happening over there? I said the chicken's over there. Yeah, the chicken, chicken pie. <laughs> but um, that bit, you know, when um Daniel Craig says like it's a great like great judge of character as a dog, that's another kind of bit where like you know that like you don't know maybe the first time. But like after knowing that he knew something about her from the spot of blood on her shoe, yeah. that that's him trying to convince himself like I can't just I can't accept that it was her, yeah. you know? He's like I can't accept that this girl that's walking around with me showing me everything is the one that would somehow be involved in this. And also he knows from like what the guy has said about like the blood splatter being. He's like I know that there's something going on with her mm. and that she was involved, but I know that. There's a hole in this donut hole. That's a not hole at all. He yeah. knows that she's suspicious. Yeah, but I'm, like he's he trying knows, to well, convince himself. The, um, he's probably like, is it blood or is it pasta sauce? <laughs> we'll never know. But he could ask her a question because anytime she lies, she gets sick. Except when she can hold it off just a little bit. Uh, I like all those ones where she just holds it off just enough to just be like. <laughs> that is quite inconsistent. That is the only so. thing in the movie that I, I think like. It, I think it's because it's happening so often. She gets better at it during the movie. She does. You're right. Like right at the beginning, every time it's like. <laughs> and then when she's getting interviewed, because she's not telling full lies, she's kind of like. 
she's like I'm telling the truth but I feel dishonest and then other times in the movie it's literally like she says it and then a minute or she got like 10 seconds pass and she gets somewhere to do it before they notice and then at the very end I guess she's trying to catch him right that is gross that is so gross I think it's literally for it's like it's so that the audience can be like Trooper Wagner being like that means she's lying yeah. <laughs> too, oh my god it's too much he needs he needs to wipe his face I, I know my one it fault with so the movie gross. is he need just around his lips just get it's too chunky what has she been eating I think it's because I, I, mean, the beans, I yeah. really <laughs> think that that is for reshoots I think it's I mean it's probably for a little bit of like ugh, for factor. reshoots I think it's so that they can keep they can keep shooting the scene and not having to re put like stick on his face it is on his face no but if he's he tripping goes, no but as he's, as he's talking and they're shooting him he doesn't have to go like that again like he just they don't have to put it back over so I don't know maybe not want to hear minor bits of trivia in the movie yeah I only know two so it's very minor one when Chris Evans is getting chased by the dogs and barked at it's because he's got meat in his pockets he's got sausages he's got sausages that's how he got them to do that two all the the pictures of Harlan around the house, the portraits, they were not ready for the movie. They are all green screen. Really? Yeah. That was really the best. Was I was really looking at the thing the director was, or Ryan Johnson was talking about it and they didn't, they had mock-ups done but they weren't happy with how any of them looked so they put a green screen on it and then took a really, really high quality photo of the, of the actual thing and they're all put in a post. That's gas. Which might be, I don't know if we confirmed if they changed throughout the movie or not. They definitely changed. I don't know. If I think I think it's different. They're rooms. definitely in at least because they're in like the they're little, in that the room house. Like at the very beginning, she she's sitting outside the there's like the courtyard kind of or not the courtyard the like patio. Yeah, absolutely. where right. he's talking, where the the three guards are talking, and she's sitting in front of the portrait, and that is, then for most of the rest of the movie. It's through the door. Maybe it is the same room. I don't really know the layout of the house, but for most of it, it's that room where they read the will. Yeah, it's where the knives. It's... Where the knives are. No, it's not. It's the same room. That's not the same room. It is. No, it's not because they're in that room at the end when she goes to tell them. Yeah, it's the same room. I was watching the thing earlier because it was talking about how the knife wall was in frame, and that's in frame when. Um, You've got Jamie Lee Curtis holding her husband's hand. It's right behind them. You just don't notice it as much. At the very end when she's about to yeah. tell. But they leave the room. No, the room where the will was read is the yeah. same as that room. But then that's the same room as she tells them. Mustn't be. Okay, well then definitely is in a couple of places. It is. It's in like, it's in like two or three places. Because I think it's a, I was going to say I think it's upstairs at one stage, but I actually don't think it is. I thought at the end, you know the way she's upstairs at the end when she's drinking the coffee? Yeah. I I thought that that was where she saw the poster, but I think she then goes upstairs. Like, it doesn't show her going up the stairs, but I thought that it was the same room where she's looking at Harlan the last time and he's smiling. Mm. But I don't think that, I think that's downstairs. Um, but it's, yeah, they definitely have multiple places and he also, like, he gets, like, angrier and at the end he's smiling. <sighs> which is cute so it makes sense as to why they did the green screen <laughs> so like, we don't know what, what what do we want do we want him to be smiling in this scene I don't know oh, oh. Yeah, there are my two little facts about it that's good that's it they're good facts I don't oh know I have another one Um, they shot apparently he really wanted to shoot the movie on film 
but it's easier to do it digital because you can change the lighting effects mm-hmm. in post easier i don't know the exact details but what they did was they put loads of filters over it to give it a slightly grainy look to make it look like it was still film it's like loads of things that we wouldn't even notice was to give it that um like who done it yeah aesthetic. I think I, I they, make, they make the light around windows blur more because film does that when it goes around mm-hmm. when the light comes in first as opposed to digital it has more like straight crisp lines yeah i think i heard something about that because people are always talking about i don't know what actors or what directors still use like that kind of film rather than digital but um like they always talk about like oh it makes such a difference and like even though it's it's harder to shoot with i'm pretty sure yeah he he was talking about the natural light in the house was great but if they were shooting film they would have to put lights up against the windows yeah yeah it's it's harder to like get it so someone was using knives out as an example of like why you don't need to use film to make it look Mm. you know you can still use it digital and stuff like that and make it easier for yourself and everything that's very cool about cinematography <laughs> Kathy? I know nothing our media corner <laughs> I know nothing talk to your auntie as a director you think I know nothing? I know fuck all <laughs> oh my knee cracked <laughs> who did it? <laughs> it's myself um, this film always reminds me of I, I think I've asked you this before if you ever seen saw that film Clue and it's oh, based yeah, no, off the the rewatched that scene. The, the game. Man. It's so fun. Tim Curry's in it. He's like the I think he's the butler, the or the host guy. Oh, it's so funny. It's like a classic, like mm. real who done it, like real grainy, cool. real old fashioned. But it's real funny as well. Oh, I think he's a like Yeah, I love I really I love like who done it. Yeah. I love that game. Play-Doh. I actually do like it. Like I think it's cool. Oh, it's such a good crack. It's so I've good. I've only played it once and we were missing a load of the pieces. Oh, you need the pieces. So, and like, I think there were, do you have cards that give you hints or something? Or? Yeah, well, like you have cards. And, well, everyone has cards. Everyone has cards and then the cards that are in the middle are the answer. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to figure out like by what's missing. The cards so were, like you the can cards ask were, questions. The cards were what and, we're missing. Yeah. As in the cards in the game we were playing were missing. Oh, oh so you <laughs> couldn't were play the game. missing, so... It's very difficult. And we also played it on a trampoline for some reason. So anytime anyone moved, it kind of... Okay, well, you played the game wrong. <laughs> um, does it say in the instructions not to we play on a trampoline? We should buy for the house. <laughs> we should watch it first. Um, it's real good. It's real funny. But yeah, that's kind of what... Like, this is obviously just inspired by that. Like, it's got, like, secret entrances... All this kind of stuff. It's just real, like it. Just I think that's why I really liked it. It kind of just reminded me of old films that I'd seen, like even like the Agatha Christie films, you know, like um, Smartful and stuff like that. Like just don't know what's going on. It's always a twist, and there's always well, I love at the end where they the sit monologue. them down. Yeah. yeah, they have the monologue and then they explain everything. I just love it. I love the thing I was watching earlier as well. I was saying about why this is such a good who done it is because it's a rare movie that uses the stereotypes of the genre to fool the people watching it because mm. yeah. you think all these different things like you're again you think she's gonna get caught by the end we know it's gonna happen it's just we gotta figure out when and it's not yeah. I like the little twist of um the other housekeeper like blackmailing Brian. yeah and blackmailing ransom because she this back scene she's like you were up to something what yeah. was she looking for money yeah yeah i feel like i keep i'm never sure of what she's looking for i when think I, so 
Pretty sure. Whenever I watch it, I'm never sure if she's just trying to catch him or if she's trying to get money. Well, but she's she blackmailing him, so she wants money. Yeah. I guess that makes sense why she'd meet him in a weird abandoned laundromat. Yeah. Oh, that's real sad. He actually, he murdered her. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, so, like, he, he did is the, a murderer. He did the morphine yeah. again. He's a straight 100 milligrams of morphine, so it's the same cause of death. Okay. It's time to talk about my favorite bit. The donut hole? <laughs> the donut hole? Right, go. I have one more shot. Keshav's. Chekhov's. Keshav's uh, gun. Chekhov's. Wake up in the morning feeling like, like there's a gun on the wall. Um, it's less, like, it's it's kind of just a subplot that really doesn't have any bearing on the entire movie. Um, it's the baseball. Oh, yeah. Which you're shown loads of times. So he's playing with it when he's talking to the husband and saying, like, I caught you cheating. You have to tell her. And then... You said he cheated on you. Jamie Lee Curtis's husband. Yeah, I don't know his name. No, I mean that it was Harlan that was talking to him. Not the police officer. People have seen the movie. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Why is the police officer be messing with the ball? Except for sorry, when he is later I, on. I God. Yeah, I thought it's um, they show you it then. They show you it when he's talking to Ransom. Ransom or Ransom? I'm Ransom, not even sure. I think. Ransom. Ransom? Oh, I didn't know if they were saying Grandson or Ransom. Lots of hours. Um... But yeah, you see it loads of times and then he sees it again he throws it out and you're never the whole time you're watching the movie and like what's with this baseball like it hasn't there's been nothing to do with this I keep seeing it though and then Daniel Craig picks it up and he throws it away and, and then by the end eventually Jamie Lee Curtis sees him talks about it and takes it and brings it back and that's when she finds the letter as well but for the entire it's like an hour and a half from when you first see it to when it actually pays off yeah and that's great it's just this big heaping pile of foreshadowing <laughs> that eventually is that that's great yeah. I love her how she figures out that her husband's cheating on her because um, Har- is it Harlow? Yeah. Harlan? Harlan 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 oh. Harlan Harlan Ransom yeah Harlan <laughs> had written her a letter and, yes. but it, he, and when the husband found it and he was relieved because it was blank but she knew when she saw it she was like oh it's one of dad's tricks yeah. so she got like a lighter and like heated it up I think yeah, yeah. she put fire under it yeah. it was like lemon ink yeah and then she could read it and then found out that her husband was cheating on her and I love that because the dad probably was like he he might go through my shit like you mm. never know but if he sees this he's not gonna suspect a thing but she'll know I, I love know? the way because I didn't notice it and I've watched this movie maybe 10 times now but one of you just pointed out yesterday that when she reads it and then the camera cuts away and the next time it cuts back to her husband he's got a black eye because oh, he's obviously yeah. gone up and decked him <laughs> another thing they tell you about that letter earlier on the movie too because it's the same le- has the same letter the letter head on it. it's like a rose or something yeah and it's got weird... She's got burn marks on Yeah, it's like burn marks underneath it. And she's reading an old letter of her dad saying, like, I think this might be a game. And then it's the same letter later on. So they tell you that this letter is probably readable, but then you're just like, ah, it's just his paper that he uses. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what you think. They tell you everything. So early on in the movie. And you feel stupid, but it makes sense, and you're glad you were fooled. I love actually sorry I'm just gonna say one more thing that I love but I love the bit when um, you know when Marta tells him that basically he's dying and what happened (laughs) in the situation and he's taking out his notepad and pen to write it down in his ledger I think that like you know like he says that him and Ransom have like a like he's really similar to him yeah Yeah. 
that's like obviously Ransom thinks like him in yeah. that like oh it's all a great story you know what I mean yeah. like I feel like he could have been a good writer himself like, they're, they're calm and collected they're, they're just like huh instead of jumping to try to say it like I'll oh, think about this for yeah. a quick second yeah Chris Evans does such a good job I just, he's so funny except that one line what one line you've had a weird thing against one of the lines I don't like no when people reason. it's a bit I just think it's a bit of a cliche I don't like in movies when people say like my mother ladies and gentlemen or like uh, my family ladies and gentlemen I just I just don't like it I find it very like it's just too much of a cliche for me it's the same with Meg she has a few moments throughout the movie where she says like she kind of questions what someone says and I know people do that in real life but I just think she does it too like she does it like I think she's just too many times that I'm like someone who's like she's just like a person in college that kind of questions it. yeah I don't know she kind of like she says like like they I think she's trying to know more than she's ever been told so she's trying to be like as smart as the adults but she just doesn't know enough I don't know like it's it's more just like the way she's like I don't know someone will say something and she'll go this like she'll repeat it to them I don't know she just there's a couple of times where I'm like you could have given that line to anybody and you've given that line to Meg like three times. Can you can you move on? Like I don't know. That must have been since your character. I don't know. It just it just bothered me. I just always th- I just think that like it kind of um I don't know, she's such a stereotype of someone who's going to college and is learn like thinks they know everything yeah. because they w- took a class on something so they can I think she's very like she's a very stere- stereotypical like person who thinks like, I mean, obviously she does believe in, like, you know, she's more liberal or whatever. Like, she's, you know, she's not, like, racist and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But I think, that, like, that scene where she calls Marta, even though she feels bad about it later and stuff, and I don't think she's a bad person, she is still, like, that, like, upper class white person. You know what I mean? Like, she, even I, though... Like, I don't think that's what it is. I, but she's trying, like... I, I think that she thinks that she's better than them because she's like trying to help and like you know she she you know she tries to help and stuff like that and like all you know social social justice warrior blah 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 but I just think that she she's still like got all these like prejudices and she's got all these privileges that she's not like recognizing you know like you know when she like like little things like you know when she has like the weed or whatever uh-huh and then like Marta says no and I, I could be just reading into it but I think that Marta says no I mean Marta's also having a panic attack but I think that Marta says no because Marta knows that if something like if some if they get caught she's gonna be she's gonna get in trouble more not just because it's Marta's family or it's, it's Meg's family but also because like the stereotype of like immigrants and drugs I think Marta's just not a drug user <laughs> but she might not be a drug user because like it's it's not like I think rich white people can take drugs and not take get the repercussions of people of colour who take drugs you know so no, I, know, I, I know what you mean I just I just think she's just quite an innocent like person who just just not I think she everyone. no I think she just has been told like she's even like oh I'm not going to drink while I'm on duty I think I think she just has been told by her family like not to mess around like even if you think you're in a safe space not to mess around but I around. think that like if she was caught like like you were saying like the repercussions would be bigger but that's it's more so because like 
say if like the off chance like they did call the guards or whatever yeah like her mom is illegal exactly so like like so i I think she's something else to think about. i think that meg doesn't understand her privilege is kind of what i'm trying to get at like i don't think she i think she even though she's obviously like you know nice to marta and she's better than most of her family and things like that i think she's just i don't know I don't know she's still like manipulative she's still she's still not great you know she still has these things that are like big flaws and stuff like you know like her man like Joni is liberal as well like you know like when they're fighting about Trump like on the sofa or whatever and like she says like they've got kids in cages and like they're just trying to make a better life and like she's saying all these things that are like very real and like very like true and you know most liberal people would agree with but we know that she's also like not great either you know it's kind of like there's like steps of like there's like all like there's all the like little layers of like racism you know and i just i wish i knew more about stuff like that but <laughs> i don't so i'm just trying to like <laughs> you're sweating you um, might be reading into it just a little bit too much i don't think so because it's a movie about class and race it's like it, it's a whodunit but it's I think they just included bits of that but I don't think their intention was ever to think that because she offered her weed was because okay no I don't know about the weed thing that was just my example of I don't think Meg understands like the privilege that she has I do think that scene is pretty much just there so that we can see the stash yeah but I'm just saying that that's like an example I thought of about like her like not understanding like like you know like when she kind of she says the same thing that like Walt says to uh, Marta like we can take care of you but like it's not fair if you take the money kind of thing I think at that stage I was looking at that as more of a because she's on like this cusp of adulthood Mm. but she's still not quite there yet so the adults are all there telling her to do this so she's pressured to do it because that's what a lot of kids still but do. But I, I think it's also a bit like she's completely on Marta's side. Like she says to her mom, like that's what granddad wanted. And then the moment that it threatens her, like what she wants. I don't think it was the moment though because she didn't follow her out and start yelling at her like all the the adults did. I think it's the same as no, like, most mean, people experience No, life, it's when right? like they're like Marta's gone and she says to, to her mom, like you like this is like what granddad wanted like we should just let her keep the money and then Joni says I you think I can pay for your college which you know like you said like that's her manipulating her because you know she's probably lying and stuff like that but I just think that like that's when um that's when Meg decides like oh no I should probably help them and getting the money back she has like a change of heart then and then she calls Marta and lies to her about like the school and stuff and then like Marta like says something really nice like I'll, like I won't let that happen like don't worry and then Meg is like realising like fuck I was a cunt it's because all the adults are watching her they're literally all like looking around the corner yeah of the but she basically. could have just said like, no. they're listening like you know, she's, so she's like I know but like how often have people said yes to things their parents say just because they're their parents and I they don't thought, want to talk about it I know this is probably wrong but I don't know, just from that scene, I thought that um, she thought she could 
like she was stepping in to like help the situation that she was like oh I, I'm sure I could talk to Marta and like reason with her and maybe she could give us the money I didn't mm. think that she was forced but I think they were all earwigging but I thought maybe she was like oh I can fix this like I'm sure she just needs someone like reasonable to like talk to her yeah I always and thought then, just because like they're not like in the next room they're filling the doorway like when I look at that it's very intimidating <laughs> like all these really strong characters are all just literally staring at her having this phone call and then when I, she finishes she I turns think, them kind of like worried it's not like a I tried. It was I more know, of like, I, I'm I sorry. Think, no, I, I think when like she that. turns around to them, like she knows they're there, but I think it's almost like a realization to her that like, like my family's not great. Like, cause Marta's literally the one that's like, I won't let that happen. And so, you know what I mean? Like she's betraying her friend by, like she, she probably had already at that stage told them about like her man being illegal. No, it was after that. But we don't know exactly what. I feel like I feel like Meg, when she talked to Marta, like had that moment of like I've been a bitch kind of a moment. That's what I kind of got from her face when like when she kind of she kind of shuts down and is like oh okay and she like hangs up. I think it's almost like a I've been a bitch kind of a moment. I, I, no, yeah, I, I didn't just, really I, take I just, that. I thought I kind of took it as like oh fuck we're all fucked kind of moment yeah, like maybe. there's no reasoning with her she's decided and everyone is staring at me hoping that I fixed this situation and mm. I clearly didn't because yeah, she's okay. I don't know, we definitely taking took the it money. as all pressure just from the people that they are there they'll be like you are the contact with her you're like actually friends with her you talk to her and then she did that and then they're like okay you know something about her at which point they forced out of her Walt does is quite intimidating when he does the the cane grabbing and getting yeah, close. That's a scary scene. And then she says that and he goes and intimidates her next. That's the next thing that happens, next interaction with the family is Walt goes and intimidates her. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she had already told her mom because, you know, her mom's quite liberal as well. She'd probably like... No, she says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to tell them. You're right. I was, I was kind of thinking like maybe she had already told her mom and then because her mom is like you know not as subtly a bitch like she's just like straight up like I, I could just see her betraying people for money she's you know double dipping and stuff maybe she like immediately be like okay Meg I know you don't want me to tell them but like you know Marta's illegal listeners Mar- what do you think who do you think is well, well not correct but like what like opinion would you like more so mm, yeah what do we think of Mar? what do we think of yeah. Meg she a cunt she be manipulated did she have a change of heart let us know. She's all three. That's um, but um, I love that scene when when Marta is in the restaurant with Chris Evans and she doesn't even really know herself what she's going to do with the money. And like, obviously Chris Evans is like trying to convince her and stuff like that. Um, but then she gets a call from she gets a call from Meg and that like convinces her like you know a bit more that she's going to keep the money and stuff like that. And then the same thing with Walt. Like, I feel like if neither of them had really talked to her, she mightn't have kept the money as much. It's almost like she's They're like, kind of pushing her. She's almost just like, you don't deserve this money. You are such assholes. And I think you know? she probably already had like an opinion of them. Yeah. Because of the things she'd been hearing from Harlan. Exactly. Yeah. She already knew 
like from the parties that she had with them and from Harlan she knew that they weren't all great people but if they had like if they just hadn't called her she might have had a little bit of like yeah she might have given back to them (laughs) because anytime she was like thinking about it she kind of seemed like she wasn't planning on keeping the money Mm. but anytime she finished a conversation with them it was like she was keeping the money (laughs) just I thought she was going to keep it the whole time she was saying it was his last wish yeah I feel I I feel like she was was still in two like I'm not going to give them anything I think maybe she was going to give them the house it's like that's your house and here's like a lot of the money but like he wanted me to have a lot of it so I'll keep like the the company I'll keep yeah I feel like she wouldn't want to keep that house like she saw her friend die in that house she had a very stressful couple of nights in that house like I feel like she's like but he loved that house that's true that's true um question would it be an in Marta situation how would you feel if somebody had let like didn't leave all their money and fortune to their family and left it to you would you feel like I should keep it because they wanted me to have it they obviously decided that they didn't want the family to have it they wanted you to have it or would you feel responsible to give it to the family I think they're people you've known for years it's not like you just came across this family that you were told to like here's all the money that they have so you know them quite well so I'd say you'd give them Mm. a decent amount but it's like all the assets like the house he's saying that he doesn't want them to have it don't give it to them that was his wish it's his it's everything he had it's not their choice unless he was an asshole (laughs) and you knew that like if you knew he was just a vindictive dick then like okay he was doing this out of spite not out of love or whatever yeah I think and also like Mario needs it more you know what I mean like you said earlier they don't need the money like she can pay for Meg who's been nice like been a friend to her she can pay for her to go to college she doesn't they don't need the house they don't need the money you know they don't need all these things Whereas her and her family could really use it. So it's like, you know, I could maybe give you a couple of things, but if you gave me, if you, if I gave it back to you and you gave me money, you're probably not going to give me enough to get anywhere close to like your level of like status, or, you know? So she probably knows that. What about you? I feel like I'd feel the same as you. Thanks. Like, you'd be like, right, there's probably reason. reason and it's not fair to like go against someone's wishes like I but know if I were in their position I'd be annoyed oh yeah but that's a whole other but I feel like families always seem to be split by wills and money like yeah definitely it's very a very well known which is so ridiculous it's mad to think that like you you could literally lose family over like wills it's so stupid because the people who have enough like to fight about the wills usually are like fine like they're they're making a living they can still go on like a holiday once a year or whatever usually they still have enough to be happy with they just want this excess that they're just going to put in their bank account anyway they're probably not going to spend much of it i always think it's always mental about like it's always with the house it's always like someone wants to fucking sell it and get their share of the money whereas there's usually a sibling that's still living in that house and I think that that's like this. This is where they. This is their home. It's because they yeah. look at it as I didn't get my share of it then. 
you just got all the shares. But like it's so Which I isn't just, wrong. I just think it's but, so like I just think that that is the thing that's like completely ridiculous when it comes to those things. Like I look at I always look at kind of we've talked this before that I'm not losing money yeah. by not getting this extra bit. You know, like I'm not it's not losing like, this amount like I'm not paying this amount of money for you to have that I'm just not gaining it mm. they sound similar but they're not exactly the same yeah especially if you kick your sibling out of a house to get money which again you're probably just gonna buy like a fucking stupidly expensive car and go on a stupid expensive holiday exactly like what are you gonna do like, well, the, the reason they I, had that much money is because they just saved it their whole life anyway <laughs> which is probably what everyone does when they get the money mm. oh god people like it's like when people give out about like inheritance tax which I know is like a good amount and stuff but it's just like again you're not paying that you're just not getting I think it people's, no. I think people's <laughs> anger over inheritance tax is what like who the fuck is it going to and no, did I get, no, to I get, get it. it but when <laughs> my parents one has been okay I understand <laughs> from the per, per, from the person who's giving the money's point of view inheritance tax is annoying but if you're getting money you're not paying the money. <laughs> oh no, sometimes you are. If you get inherited a house, unless you sell the house, you have to pay money based on the value of the house. Okay, well that's bullshit. My, my parents' <laughs> issue with it, they, they've always been firm believers of like, tax is there for a reason. But they don't like the idea of being taxed on your money twice. You got, yeah. you got taxed earning it, they're like, you shouldn't get taxed on the thing you already got taxed buying. Sure. Yeah, you get taxed earning it, you get taxed buying your house. Why on earth should you get taxed? When you die. Yeah. Like, and it's a huge and, amount. And especially when it's also like, you paid off your mortgage, you paid off everything, like it's your house, why are you, it's your like property, yeah, why are you getting the tax on it? And then also, the government are just fucking bastards. Fuck you, Leo Barker and Neil Martin. Ooh, another death? Gonna go on holidays. Basically, right? No, you won't because it'd be taxed too high. No, them. <laughs> oh. It's the government. Oh, yeah, I get it. They're like, ooh, helicopter ride to France. Oh, they're like, the entire country's in lockdown. Oh, yeah, we can go on holidays now. That's good. <laughs> I feel like snails. Anyway, anyway knives out. Let's do the ratings. <laughs> yes. Isn't it weird how we've talked so much about this movie, but barely talked about Marta, the main character? I feel like she's the driver. Like the she's the driver, like that brings you around and lets you see everything. But all the other characters are kind of like, yeah, they're the focus. Like they are like the big presence. Right? Anyway, like you said, onto the ratings. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, okay. good. Speed round. Plot. Ten. You just can't give it all tens. No. Characters and actors. Nine point nine. visuals and soundtrack my god that's a beautiful house and I'm a sucker for old timey whodunit music 10 10 Uh script and quotability 10 I mean donut and what is it the nasty child masturbating in the bathroom said like you can't fault it and enjoyment okay I've now overdone this let me go back on my stuff again we're going to reduce the plot a little. Okay. Plot's going to go to a 9.7. Because this time around, I actually noticed a few plot holes. One, he writes everything that just happened to him in that book. They would have found this book saying, 
this these ingredients. Oh, yeah, yeah, I noticed it this that. time around. He literally writes, "Oh, if you gave them this that medication." That would have been a really good. <laughs> like if he's like, "Oh, I found this right away." That would have been fantastic if that was a little thing. Um, and then there's just a few bits where. Or they're... maybe he writes it on trick paper that you can't read unless you burn it. Boom! Ooh, that would have been cool if Jamie Curtis. They're his. They're his little like things for books. Would you want to leave his little ledger hanging about? In his house. Yeah, we're we're stealers steal. <laughs> Sorry, stealers. Oh, those robin robbers and them stealing the stealers, them thieving thieves. <laughs> so are you happy though? I think there's one other. I think I always find the bit around Fran like very rushed all of a sudden, and she's they don't arrest Marta even though she ran away from the police and did like a car chase, like a little bit of like mm. weirdness Inconsistencies. there. Inconsistencies. So, but yeah. And enjoyment is 10 because Ladoy. So that's 9.9 for you. Kathy, <laughs> do you want to go next? Yeah, sure. Okay, plot? I'm going to give the plot a 9. Okay. Very strong plot. Aaron, that is a strong plot. No, no, I'm just surprised. Like, <laughs> when Harry met Sally, got a higher plot. Characters left. I love. Oh. <laughs> you know? Oh. That's What's why I was like, Harry what? Met Sally? You gave it 9.1. But I think it's because I personally feel like I... Okay, give it a 9.2. Inglourious Bastards, you gave a 10 plot? Yeah, I like Inglourious Bastards. Stop it. I do. I I do simp. Characters and acting. Okay, characters and acting. I'm going to give it another 9. Well, just a 9. Pretty good characters and acting. Love everyone in it. So many actors that are amazing. Gotta love Jamie Lee Curtis. She's such a bitch. <laughs> I actually think it's funny seeing her play a character that's not like bubbly. Yeah, and lovely and mm. like She's the, fantastic, the good huh? character, you know, because that's like a lot of her younger career. She always plays like the good girl, mm. you know? Anyway, what's next? One? I love her, her short hair. She looks so good. Yeah. Um, visuals and soundtrack? I'm gonna give that 8.5. Love the old time music. Shot really pretty. Reminds me of a classic who done it. Uh, scripting quotability. I'm gonna give that an eight. Really good script. Brilliant. And enjoyment. Um nine point two. I really enjoyed it. Great. So that's an eight point eight for that. Um I'm gonna give plot oh, I thought you liked it more, that's all. I do really like it. Um, I just don't wanna give everything tens, Aaron. <laughs> I know, but you gave Deadpool uh, a nine for characters. I think I was in on was the start a of level the of enjoyment. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really like looking back at my old ratings because I don't feel like they always. I feel like it depends on like when you watch something as well. Yeah, like like when I think when I first saw the Prestige, I was like, oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> like everything. Yeah, was, true. We are watching this for the yeah. I'm gonna give the plot uh, nine point seven. I just think that like it's just so good like I just love how they put everything into place like to set up like to for it to pay off later like there are probably like a few kind of you know plot holes and stuff like that but I just can't really fault it I just think it's all done so well um characters and acting I'm gonna give a 9.9 oh that point one was taken off because because the line because of those lines that line no um it's so good like they're everyone's so everyone's fantastic like 
they're all like even just such small roles that are in it like even the nasty the, the nasty. nasty the nazi child masturbating in the bathroom i mean that child is nasty is, <laughs> like he was still good like and you know they all like you know your man that's in the like the the security guy you know oh, in yeah. the little um with the, oh, with yeah, the video yeah. cameras he's great Absolutely. like just they just feel very real they're all he's just like they're all great and um, visuals and soundtrack like the music from the very moment you like start the movie like that like violin yeah, yeah. like oh so good like it's all just shot so gorgeously the editing is fantastic i'm gonna give visuals and soundtrack uh 9.8 uh script and quotability i'm gonna give a 10 because like the donuts um <laughs> and enjoyment i'm gonna give a 10 because it's one of my favorite films uh, so that's a 9.9 for me as well how do you approach rating i always approach it from a what could what do i not like almost about it or like when i'm close i mean like the eights and nines i'm like do I have a fault? You know, like in school, when they tell you how they like give you your grade and it's like, they like, you start off with like a hundred mm. and then they like knock off bits. Oh, and then for like English they, or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how they get your grade. That's yeah. kind of how I approach movies. Interesting. Yeah. That's what I do when it gets to the eights and nines. Before that's like a feeling. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it's in the nines and like, like for this one, it's like, I cannot, I just can't, bash like the visuals like nothing about it was ugly when it comes to the another thing from the script script and quotability which makes it like get a 10 for me is that bit at the end the monologue when he's explaining everything well yeah like the explanation is always great but when he says the thing about like the really heartbreaking thing that like oh. she didn't she didn't murder him and if he and if he didn't like if he just let her call the ambulance or even if they had realized that he wasn't that he going wasn't in shock. yeah he wasn't going in shock he, she said full symptoms after five minutes and he was seemed absolutely fine he was like mm. coherently coming up with a plan and they didn't think she went back to him after being downstairs and everything and he was still of sound mind yeah and that was probably like 10 minutes and no that wasn't after being downstairs and everything yeah, she just mean, left it outside and cried and then came back in and then he was like don't look well, I thought she'd done everything no I don't think it. so because in that moment she like panics and she cries and then her face just goes to like alright it's time to get this done like she changes her like her vision like centres on like alright gonna get this done Um, but yeah he says like you knew because you've done it a hundred times and like oh, I just love that when he's, he's like just hand me the morphine and he's like how did you know this one was the morphine and she's like I don't know I just knew and he's like you just knew because you've done it that many times yeah. and they're a little bit different and I just the way he says it is just so good and like you can just sense that she like it's just all so upsetting and it, oh, it's just so amazing the script is just like it's just so good. everything is so well written everything is so well said like so many things that link the whole way through mm. it's so good it's oh so good I yeah. even another small thing with the plot like in the whole foreshadowing thing 
his cup or the teacup from the very beginning of the movie shows up at the very end and it's more poignant because the whole thing is my house my rules my coffee like I, it, it means even more now at the very end it's like yeah it's my house now you know yeah. No? You gave no, me I, a look of like, I don't know what the fuck you're no, talking about. No, I guess so. I didn't think about it that deeply. Because okay. it's more foreshadowing. I guess I wouldn't call that foreshadowing. It's something from the beginning of the movie that is now taking, has an impact at the end of the movie. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just because it's a cup. I wouldn't have thought about that. I don't know. There's a baseball earlier. Like, what? It's ended at that. <laughs> it's a cup. <laughs> Anyway, so that's um, for the overall plot, that's a 9.5. For overall characters and acting, 9.6. Visuals and soundtrack, 9.4. Script and quotability, 9.3. And enjoyment, 9.7. And that's a total of 9.5, which brings it to number one, bitches. Fuck you, baby driver. Oh my God. Well, oh yeah, was it? Was baby driver sec- or first for ages? Yeah. Oh, I thought, 9.3. I thought Milan was first. No, Milan's 8.9. Oh, it's a few stats below. because Need bashed it a good bit. I didn't bash it. There's a few, I think you gave it a few bad ratings. I did not. I think you gave it a worse rating than Cathy for one of them. You, gave it, an, you gave it an 8 for Visions and Soundtrack. No, it's Cathy. Oh. <laughs> I gave it higher than Cathy for everything. Oh, true. Maybe it's me. I, I gave it low. Are you trying to say that I'm the Simon Kevill of this podcast? Yeah, you are. Hard. No, I'm not. I think you're afraid to vote high because of our friends. I have been afraid to vote high. Ever but since, I wanted, ever since but, our friends started saying that, you supposed to start voting lower. But see, I, I love watching films and I love watching films that I like. So it's kind of hard when I watch a lot of tens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so when good. you're talking about it, you kind of like, oh yeah, that wasn't perfect. I still love it. I mean, Maybe eight is I think we should raise the beginning of the podcast. But in but an eight is like an unbelievable score anyway like it is I it's always, a really I good score seven is average eight is like a good movie I I'd happily eight, recommend eight is someone. really good I think nine is a great movie I'm like no you should definitely watch this like nine and up that's like really seven, that's seven, your standard you have eight. to watch only nines and up no that's not what I said you just said that no you don't hear everything else I said leading no, up to that I really just I said seven okay, I just <laughs> ignored you um, seven is I'm like yeah, that, was a, that, like, that was a good movie like I really enjoyed that eights are like oh that was really good like I highly recommend it nines are like oh you should really put that on your like list like you like ones you should watch like this if I recommend you you should watch it soon this year that's how I look at it so that's why that's why a lot of things get nines for me because I'm like you should watch this I mean you will I do be that so happy that you watch this but then what's a nine what's the difference between an eight and a nine in your heads um. I but in what? It's a film that I just watch and repeat, personally. Which I've done. Anyway, <laughs> I have to pee. I'm going to take over from me. Did you just pee? That was an like hour, an hour ago. 45 minutes ago. Fair enough. Cool. Are you judging me? No. Wipe that judgment off your face. I always have to be after the podcast. I'm also too lazy to get up on the couch, so I'm kind of struggling. You have that problem a lot, don't you? I know, I'm so lazy. You're like, oh, I'm me? dying to pee. Are you one of those people that wait in the bed until they literally can't anymore? I wait into the bed until my alarm goes off. No, I mean to pee. Yeah. I refuse to get up out of the bed during the night. It, it doesn't happen. I don't do that. <laughs> that. That's peak laziness. I would rather be in pain than get out of bed. That's how Elvis died. No, it's not. He died on the toilet from a joke overdose. I know. 
But I was always told as a kid he died because he couldn't poop. <laughs> Genuinely. Did you think he had constipation? Until this year. <laughs> How did you find out? You told me. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely believed that he died from constipation. Yeah, I thought that's because they said he died on the toilet. No one ever said it was from a drug overdose. They always said he died on the toilet. He sure is a drug overdose. I was like, he hardly died from peeing. European. He died from sniffing. <laughs> no, I don't know what he was taking. Pretty sure it was for drugs anyway. Are you still recording? <laughs> Fuck's sake. No, you can't have this whole conversation without this. No, she'll cut it off around. I mean, you need to go to the toilet. Carry me. <laughs> Carry and that's it. That's the end. <laughs> Carry me. Don't you cry no Husband, why are you? You ended one of the podcasts like that, didn't you? Husband, why are you? And Connor still hasn't listened to that podcast. Fuck you, Connor. He's getting there, isn't he? Actually, no, he's not. No, he's really he's not. He's getting nowhere. We should end the podcast with you saying fuck you, Connor, to make Eva happy. <laughs> see? You do you, say fuck you. You want me Connor. to say fuck you, Connor, to make Eva happy? <laughs> yeah.